All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Neil World Order podcast, uh, coming to you on a thundery, rainy, lightning, stormy, finally getting some rain night here in Wisconsin. I uh, have a very special guest tonight. My dad is here. Say hello. Hello, everybody. All right, um, we're going unscripted tonight. I wasn't really sure if I was going to be able to fit a podcast in or if dad would want to do one. Um, so we're going to deal with the elephant in the room this week. Um, we're going to go over the uh, controversy surrounding the Jason Aldean song, Try That in a Small Town, which was actually released in May, but for whatever reason, uh, everyone's just now getting their panties in a, in a wad. Uh, you're going to hear the music playing, uh, we're kind of going to listen to it, and then um, we're watching a vid, the video of it, so we can kind of do a video breakdown as well as a song breakdown. So this is something different than I usually do on here. You know, usually if I play something, it's just a quick clip, and we'll go from there. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with the hype around the video, I just assume you've either been living in a cave, don't watch TV, stay off social media, and don't listen to country music, which all that's fine, and I, I wouldn't blame you for doing any of that. But um, like so many times, I think, in history, we get... Um, you know, if you're a musician, I personally don't think there's any such thing as bad publicity when somebody has something negative to say about your music or a message or what they think you're saying. I mean, you go back as far as Chuck Berry, Elvis, um, you know, in my my time, I think of heavy the whole heavy metal suicide thing with Judas Priest, Ozzy, Motley Crue, um, dating myself as far as hip-hop with the two live crew and their crude lyrics, N.W.A. Uh, with their outspoken song, you know, fuck the police, and so on and so forth uh, throughout the years. I think, you know, now some of the uh, indecency in music, you know, whether it's negative speak of women or just selling drugs, violence, or whatever, and this is all not limited to hip-hop, even though I think sometimes people generalize and just blame hip-hop and rap for it but i feel like that stuff is often overlooked and every once in a while we just handpick a song and we're like hey we're going to be pissed about this and say this message is bad you know and all that so we're going to start to play the song and then we'll probably stop and go over parts um so the intro to the song well the song as a whole is in front of the macon county courthouse which um there was a lynching of 18-year-old Henry Cote, I believe, Choate, I apologize, in 1927, which, wow, you see that, the power just flashed. It's storming, so if this just cuts off, we lost power. But, um, so people are raising cane about that. I think you could go to many a courthouse in the South just because, you know, it has back in the day and I'm sure similar incidents happened it's not condoning it or advocating it it's just saying this happened there <laughs> my wife just texted me and said it's freaking boring um, and while these things are awful reminders of our past you know something terrible doesn't mean that that's what the courthouse represents you know unfortunately these things happened I don't think performing in front of this is advocating lynching 18-year-old African-American teenagers. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Exactly. I, I think, you know, it is 
I mean, these things were awful, but at the same time, you know, music is music. I think, you know, the the courthouse is draped in an American flag. Um, this is his hometown. I think it's just, I, I, I don't believe in coincidences, but I think this is just people g- grasping for straws. You know, and you watch the video and people are bothered by a lot of the images. And the strange thing I, I guess I take away from it is the images are taken from mainstream media. Like he didn't get a bunch of actors to pretend to be fighting with cops or setting fire and looting. And everyone I saw so far doing the looting, fighting with cops was white. They, they, you know, and people, many whites in there. People were, and I said this if you go back and listen to older episodes in the summer of Floyd, as I call it, that it was white guilt people that were the worst perpetrators of a lot of what was going on and instigating things. And I think, you know, while sure that, you know, every, everyone's capable of bad stuff, but I think what this was kind of saying is that he in a small town, you don't act like this. You know, you don't see people fighting with law enforcement just because they're law enforcement. You know, the, the note on this wasn't saying all cops are good. It was saying, you know, a lot of the issues, the, the people who have issues with this are the same people that are going to drive 50 and a 25, get pulled over, and start going after a cop verbally or making it confrontational and not owning the fact that they were breaking the law in the first place, you know. And I think that message is overlooked because partly this video goes against mainstream narrative. You know, narrative is defund the police, all cops are bad, you know, every all people, anyone who's not white is marginalized and the media, the powers that be, sow this victim mentality into so many different people that, you know, they see something like, you know, people who are saying, hey, fuck this, fuck you, you don't get to act like this in my town, and they get up and ends. I mean, you're seeing right here, police standing around, fire people set. There's nothing racial about that. This shit really happened. Like, them people throwing bricks, rocks, you don't, white people, white people, uh, a lot of people were bothered by the lyric, try that in our town, see how far you'll make it down the road, it's not advocating killing people, but it's saying, you know, I, I think the overall message is fuck around and find out. We're not going to put up with this type of behavior in our towns. Now, myself, personally, I grew up in Detroit and later on in the suburbs of Detroit before I moved to the South, okay? I've been in the South for 32 years, and I live in a very small town, 1,400 people, and we don't have any problems like this. Our bigger town up the road 10 miles. We don't have any problems like this. And what that's about about 35, 40,000 people, maybe 50. Well, the whole county's about 80,000. Right. But it's just and what he's showing in the video, all the the news clips 
or I shouldn't say news clips, all the clips that he's showing, a lot of this mainstream media would not show. It's they true. did not want you to see this because it did not fit their narrative. Mostly peaceful protesters. Okay. Yeah, peaceful protesters. And all the logical people that know, no, these were not peaceful protesters. You know, and, and you could be... And I think the other thing you see in a small town, too, is, you know, I've, like my father, I've lived in Orlando, I lived in suburban Detroit. Um, there's a different, th different things happen in cities that don't happen in small towns. Small towns are more closely knit. Uh, where I live here in Wisconsin, it's a chain of towns that all together maybe make up 20,000 people. Um, you know, shit don't fly. I mean, you don't, you know, it's the kind of place where if you do something stupid, if you're a young kid, your parents are going to find out. You do, you know, you can't, you, more is expected of you because, you know, neighbors are neighbors and friends are friends and everybody's just not a number, the number on the curb of where they live people know each other by name, you talk to people at the grocery store, you know, and to some people that's a punchline, you know, that's, that's hokey. There's people that live in the city and, you know, they live a fully automated digital life. And I think they use things like, you know, nice neighborhoods, you know, and the South, as much as people want to say uh, that sometimes maybe things get looked down in a racial way or, pointed the other way you know the south gets takes a beating everywhere and as someone who grew up there lives here in the midwest i, I still you know i take it in, in good jest and i don't get beat up about it because to me there'd be nowhere else no place in the world worse to live than chicago and chicago people like think they're cool because they're from chicago like i i would rather be from like the bowels of india <laughs> than say hey i grew up in chicago you know, and where I lived in the South is awesome. You know, it, it'll always be home to me. It's overall, it's a better place. And I, I loved living in Orlando. But where I grew up in Tennessee is a far better place to be than what Orlando was. And I think people in a small town, and, I, and you see it here, you know, whether it's in, in so many different ways, you know, taking crime and social nonsense out of it you know sometimes the small towns they don't want a new grocery store they don't want a walmart they don't want the big gas station they don't want the chain store they don't you know there's so many different you know that they, they don't want the, the interstate to come this way they don't want a bypass that goes around their town they don't want subdivisions going up they don't want you know hot you know the roads expand it's preserving a simple quality of life where people there's not a gray area as far as right and wrong. It's black and white. And, you know, I think until maybe, and it's crazy to look, until maybe like the last, around the turn of the century, I think the, the black and white of right and wrong started to really blur. And it just became like when people did dumb shit, as long as somebody thought they had a good reason, it was okay. You know, whether that person is a criminal you know, or whatever, we look, f we became an excuse culture and not an accountability culture. We're going to play some more of this and then uh, come back to it. We're only a minute into the video. <laughs>
Like police, police, white people. People burning the flag. And I think that lyric right there, more white people, as it says, state of emergency declared in Georgia, uh, where he talks about, you know, having a firearm and being pro-Second Amendment. There's no threat there. It says, you know, the government is may try to round up our guns. I'll go, I've gone on the record many times and says, there's no way the government will ever confiscate firearms, not for them not wanting to, because it would be, it would need to be so organized and well calculated that the federal government is incapable of performing such an operation. Yes, definitely. They, I mean, the government is completely inefficient, so that's not going to happen. But I think the overall message, you know, is right there in that line where he says, you know, that may fly in the city, but don't try that in a small town. And it's, I would say this song isn't a racial, it's more of a culture song of saying, we're different, you may think the way you act there is normal, but that shit don't work here. I mean, that's the overall theme he's saying is just, you know, it's kind of what's good for the gooses and good for the gander. And I, I, I don't, I have a really hard time seeing the racial tie into this song at all. People just, I mean, maybe because we're, you know, we think of the summer of Floyd there and all the protesting, but there was protests over so many different things, you know, and I think so much of it got out of control. Well, one, because there's a difference between protesting, holding signs, stating your opinion, and burn. Holy shit, that's fucking thunder. That literally sounded like somebody just rolled a bowling ball yeah, down there. That, that lit, I thought the dogs had done something. That was really loud. I don't know if you guys listening will hear that, but that that was a pretty good rumble. But um, anyways, we're gonna let this play some more. And like I said, I I mean the courthouse really is nothing more than a backdrop. And half the time, there's images, like, I think those were the first African-American people there's I saw. There's several African-Americans in there. It's but it's, this is people. 90% white people. No, I'm not going to say it's 90%, but, but there's, there's as much of white people as there is black right. people and possibly Hispanics and everybody else. And they're even, you know, saying as far as advocating vigilante justice, is that I, I may have the unpopular opinion here. I think vigilante justice can be reckless. But I personally don't have a problem with people. Wow, that's really rumbling. It'll be all right. It sounds like dinosaurs are out there. Um, taking pride and taking a stand in their community, you know, and saying, you know, we've seen, we've all seen the videos of a cop struggling with an assailant, you know, and people jump in and help. I mean, by, in theory, by definition, those people would be considered vigilantes. People who, helping an old lady's purse gets grabbed or whatever, and they run down and they tackle the guy, or the guy tries to grab a kid, and they grab him, they beat the snot out of him. You know, that's vigilante, you know. one that's, of That's being an American citizen. Right. We celebrate vigilanteism in film. Batman is a vigilante. 
the Avengers are vigilantes. Iron Man is a vigilante. Uh, John Wick is a vigilante. Jason Bourne is a vigilante. You know, it's, which is ironic since Matt Damon's such an outspoken anti-gun pacifist liberal but yet his movies and I think he's even an Oppenheimer which is ironic as well about yeah. making the A-bomb but we take we take one thing here it's kind of like I look at this and I hear this and I'm like okay who did Jason Aldean piss off somewhere that somebody's like hey we're gonna like did, did we spin a wheel and it landed on him we're like we're gonna pick on this song that's almost four months old and go from there it just doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah. But it all boils down. You know, and the worst part is, and I've said this uh, about other things, is all they've done is bring more people to the song. P the song isn't number one on iTunes. It isn't one of the most downloaded clips on YouTube or Spotify or whatever because people are like, oh, this is terrible. I got to listen to it so I can be offended. Because people are embracing it, and people understand the message, and and they get it. Like, I can watch this video, and I'm not offended by the, the, the that courthouse being there. Now, had there been nooses hanging around the pillars of the courthouse, or they were burning crosses, and Klansmen were dancing in the background, that's a whole different element. But that's not the image being portrayed here. The song is simply saying that, we need to stop accepting lawlessness. We won't tolerate it in these small towns. We're a better people, you know, and I think people are being, the people, big city liberal people being offended by this because it makes them look bad. And as always, they're always trying to rewrite history. Well, if they keep going the way they're going, there's going to be no history. Yeah, because this is all, the, the people are offended are the people doing the shit in the video he's saying you don't do in a small town. Well, you can change the future, but you can't change the history. The history is always there, whether it's good or bad. And people need to know, yeah, there was some bad history here. Yeah. Understand that mistakes were made. People thought differently and, and did things in a, in a different way, which wasn't right. But when you get down to it, and if you look at the history, the actual history, you will find out that it wasn't all one-sided. Mm -mm. It was both sides making a buck, and that's what it was all about. It's still that way and now. it's still that way today. You know, you know? and I, I think about it, too, when we talk about, I always get a kick out of when people talk about the party switch or the, uh, you know, the, the stay out, the, what's, what's their... Uh, the, the Southern strategy or whatever and all these myths about how the, the parties changed. Yeah, the Republicans Dude, that's are now the insane. Democrats. The Democrats are but, now the Republicans. You know, and, and it was weird because they're saying it happened shortly after the Civil War, yet in the 60s, the Democrats were still, in the 1960s, 100 years later, the Democrats were still against um, integrated schools. They were against civil rights. I mean, Martin Luther King was a fucking Republican. You know, and, you know, the people who are Democrats now, by standard, aren't the same Democrats from the 80s. I know you guys have heard me talk about Robert Kennedy Jr. a lot. Like, that's what Democrats used to be, where you had Democrats and Republicans, and really it was only a few issues 
that kind of separated them. John Kennedy was more than one of the most conservative exactly. Democrats that ever was. Oh, yeah, John Kennedy would be considered alt-right yes. by today's Democratic Party. Walter Mondale would be considered alt-right, and Walter Mondale was a huge liberal. Like, he really was. You know, and I know some people are like, who the fuck is Walter Mondale? But uh, he actually, you know, it was Dukakis who lost the worst ever presidency. He only won one state, yeah, right? That was George Bush's. Uh, yeah. Mr. Potato Head, they called him. But, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, and I say this all the time because I, I have always, I believe being offended is a choice. You are not naturally offended by everything. Now, saying that doesn't mean that I don't think some things are vulgar, some things are morbid, some things shouldn't be said, you know, but if you let, letting it bother you or, you know, get you angry, get you sad, make you feel like somebody hates you, you, you're choosing that path. It's not natural. Like, if I smack you in the head and your eyes water, that's instinctual. That's just how it works. But your feelings and things getting hurt, a lot of that is lack of coping mechanisms, not understanding things. And, you know, it's, and I think Candace Owens always talks about, you know, you have people that want to be victors and you have people that want to be victims. And somewhere along the line, being a victim became way cooler than being a victor. And, and in all honesty, it's lazy. Like, you know, and we are an intellectually lazy society. You know, I think that's why there's violence. Violence is a result of laziness. People can't handle their problems. They cannot deal with disagreements with other people. They can't deal with their place in life. They can't deal with a lot of things. You know, it's the ultimate caveman acting out. It's violence because you don't have the skills, you know, mentally, emotionally, whatever, to deal with whatever adversity has come your way. So you act out in a more primal, animalistic way and... You know, nobody wants to talk about that because we're not going to just go around and say, well, people are acting like animals. When that's you watch these videos, it looks like cowboys herding cattle. Yes. You throw cowboy hats on these guys, dress these people up like cows, and this looks like Yellowstone. Yeah, exactly. They're just trying to get them back behind the lines, getting them over here and keeping them out of there. I mean, that's literally what I see here, and that's not a racial thing. It, it's a cultural thing. At the end of the day, it is a cultural thing, and it's one culture that wants to say violence is okay if my feelings get hurt, if things don't go my way, if I think something is wrong, you know, and they're the same people that say, hey, if you disagree with me, you hate me, you know, and that's lazy because you can, I can disagree with someone's lifestyle and not hate them at all. It's just, it's not for me. I don't like cauliflower. I don't hate cauliflower. Just don't like it. I don't mess with it. I don't tell you you can't have it. I just choose not to partake in cauliflower. You know, just like so many other aspects of life. And I don't think, I, I don't want everyone to think like me. I don't think I'm of moral superiority and I'm right and that everyone should think like me. I think everyone should have their own opinions. And I think that's a lot of the problem too is people getting these mob opinion things. I mean, we saw that with COVID. We see that. We see that at elections. You know, I look at a lot of things and I'm like, people just, I sometimes I think people just want to argue. I think that's part of it. I think there's this, I don't know whether it's been dumped into our brains subconsciously through social media, through the media to make people prone to argue 
you know, and there's no civil discourse. We talk about that all the time, how people just don't agree to disagree. Any of you that are married probably understand what that means. Your wife will never agree to disagree. But, you know, it's it, it's just lazy. At the end of the day, this is a music video. Uh, a guy wrote a song about how he feels. I, he didn't name names. He didn't single out a race, a party. You know, it, it's one of those things where... You know, I think I saw another person talk about it. If, if it offends you and you think it's wrong, and this, that, you're probably the type of person he was talking about. Exactly. Because he didn't, you know, you're assuming it's you because, well, that, that's your own personal guilt talking or your low opinion of yourself. I mean. The sheer fact that some people cannot handle the truth about things. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing un. Mm. Everything in this video is. is Factual record, literally news clips. There's no actors. There's no reenactments. And those same people that the police are trying to keep back mm -hmm. are the same people that get out there on the street, whether it be a white person or or a black person or a Hispanic or whatever. When something happens to them out there, who are they gonna call? They're gonna yell for the police. The when they start, yep, they start breaking into your car, and Joe Schmo over here is like, "No, you're not taking my car," and starts thumping Tommy towel over his he's literally wearing a towel over his head that's not some kind of slur he's gonna start screaming for the same cops that he's over here throwing shit at and it, it's you know and i i think the the last couple of years i've learned that people who have that mindset there's really no integrity to any of their arguments you know it's like like we we talk about during the gun violence conversations how to me you can't be you can abort a child at nine months, but then tell me schools are dangerous because we've gone over the statistics that schools are technically safer than cars and we don't try to ban cars or regulate cars, you know? And I think there's no, nothing in this song that insinuates violence, that threatens violence, that pokes at any race, religion, creed, Whatever, it doesn't come off Christian, it doesn't come off anti-Christian, it doesn't come off. I mean, you could say that a lot of his values are conservative. You know, Jason Aldean is a very outspoken conservative, you know, and on the same dime, he's never really put that in his music before, you know, and he's, I, the biggest thing I'll give him credit for is he hasn't backed down. Well, he shouldn't back that down. he said, look. Because he's done nothing wrong. Right. You know, and it, it's the same thing like we say all the time. Like, I don't like, you know, Jim, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't like his politics. You know what I do? I don't want Jimmy Kimmel taken off the air. I just don't fucking watch it. I don't care. You know, things that bother me. I don't I don't like Taylor Swift's positive, or politics. I don't listen to her music. You know, I don't say... You can't enjoy it, but hey, it's not for me, you know? So, and I think until we as a culture and society learn to say, okay, well, you know, you don't like it. I have no problem with people who don't like this song. If it's, you know, you don't like country music, whatever. Don't listen to it. But don't say it's something that it's not, you know? It's, it, 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 it's silly, and, and I don't get it. It's... It's lazy, you know, it's just like, and I would guarantee for every 10,000 people that said they were offended by it, 90% of them haven't listened to the song. They no. just 
Go oh, I'm supposed to be. I'm going to throw this hashtag on. I'm going to share this angry. Cheryl Crow thinks this song sucks, or Whoopi Goldberg and The View think it's racist. I'm going to go. You know, it, it's stupid, lazy sheep mentality, and it it's a good song. I mean, I like it. I mean, it didn't change my life, but I was like, okay, you know. But I made you know. I was like, yeah, I appreciate somebody writing a song like that. You know. Kid Rock put out music, very similar message during uh, COVID, you know, and stuff like that. And they tried to cancel him and, uh, you know, he went on Tucker and I think he talked about his thing is he, he's his own label. He puts out, you know, he's not, he's like, I don't endorse shit. Nobody, you can't cancel me because I'm not beholden to anyone. You don't own me. You know, in CMT, um did pull the video from their airwaves, and I think they cited the courthouse as the reason. But, you know, if you go back over the years, CMT wouldn't play the Thunder Rolls. Uh, CMT caught flack for playing uh, Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. They're the same station, though, that had no problem playing Wait in the Truck by Hardy and Laney Wilson, where he kills the abuse. Hey, and I love Hardy, and I have no problem with that song either, but, like, you're picking and choosing what can be said and, and what can't be and, and it's lazy and it's stupid and I think they weren't expecting to be so responsible for Jason Aldean soaring to new heights you know it's similar to when they try to cancel Morgan Wallen all they do is make these guys bigger stars because people love them people embrace them and people feel and understand what they're singing about and I think you know this is another pro if anything the positive reception that the video and the song are getting from, you know, what I would call like the intelligent people in the world has me hopeful for things to come in the next few years that, hey, look, the whole wokeness is dying off and cancel culture, you know, is getting told to kick rocks. And, you know, maybe four years from now we'll have a better world, but I, I don't know what. No, it would take more than four years straighten out the mess that we're in because all of this that's happening has been planned mm. for over over the last 35 to 40 years. Yeah. They started a long time ago preparing for today and the way things are because that's what they do. That's what politicians do. You know, and I think people, you know, even get so caught up in the left versus right and I'm really it's it's us versus them. It's the people with power versus the people they're supposed to represent where people want representation, all politicians want is to hold on to power and make money, you know, and I think part of it is, you know, the people are never, the way government is constructed right now, the people are never going to be represented unless something completely changes. You can tell yourself you are all you want, but you're lying and you don't want to accept the truth. And, you know, and I, we, I, I talk about that all the time. I say sometimes people just say, oh, you know, they disregard it, they shrug it off. Because the truth is kind of scary. Oh, yes, and the, it's definitely scary. It's, the truth is messed up, you know, and it's, we can't all be ostriches. You know, you bury your head, the lion's still coming, even if you don't see it. Yep. You know, and it's what you choose to do and try to make better decisions, you know, and hope as a, an electorate we figure things out. And, I mean, a part of it needs to be we need to quit being offended. Or more so, we need to quit paying attention to people who are. I think that's the bigger thing. Because people are always going to be offended. People have always been offended by things. And that's just the way it is. The issue is 
the attention and spotlight we put on them. Like, and if we ignore these things and just say, you know, it, it feels like the 99% of people who aren't offended are always catering to the 1% of people who are. You know, sometimes the barking dog gets gets the most attention because it's making noise, even though the other 10 dogs are over here sitting quietly. And I don't know. Well, and people's also got to realize, you know, let's face reality for what it is, okay? Some people are smarter than other people. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way of life. It's very true. And people's got to understand that, hey, you know, here I am. Here's my education. That's all I wanted. I didn't want any more. Here's my job. This is what I make. It's not how much I make so much as it is how I put to use what I have made. Yeah. To get to where you want to be. Right. Now, I'm never going to be a Bill Gates. I'm never going to be, you know. I don't uh, think you want to be a Bill Gates. Uh, 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 Warren Buffett. Yeah. You know, that, that's out of my category. But I'm comfortable where I'm at. And it took me 68 years to get there. Yeah. And my wife and I have worked hard to be where we're at. You know, and I think somewhere like along the culture changes too, we started to demonize successful people, you know, and, you know, like the whole wealth distribution and all that. Like when I see someone who's made a lot of money and has a billion dollars, like I don't think, hey, they should give me some of that. What I, first thing I want to do is like, how'd you do it? Teach me. Just like I tell you guys all the time when people get pissed off about how politicians have all this money and don't pay taxes. I don't want to, I don't want to be, that's fine. I, we, we can cut that part off. But um, I don't want to be like, oh, you should pay taxes. I would be like, hey, teach me. I don't want to pay taxes either. Like, what is, what is fair taxes? Right. Okay. You know, I make, you know, $10,000 a year. You know, you make $40,000 a year. To me, my opinion is you're paying 10% of what you make. I'm paying 10% of what I make. That's equal. That's yeah. the same. Yeah. You're going to pay more because you make more. Right. But don't tell this guy because he's made, you know, you know, $3 million. He's got to pay more of a percentage than the guy you that's know, made 3000 And I think the thing they always lie about is they act like the wealthiest people in this nation don't pay a bulk of the taxes. They, they pay all the They taxes. do. They now, maybe the, the not-smart wealthy people are paying more than they should. But what last year, Elon Musk paid more taxes than any person in recorded history. And people still shame him for his money. You know, and, and it's like, okay, like, I don't look at him and go, oh, man. I'm like, dude, show me. How can I do that? How can I be like that? Like, we used to be like a country that aspired and were inspired, and now I think we're a country of envy and and critique, you know, and we just want to destroy people, you know, and, and it, at any level. I mean, people that are successful, we don't try to, and I'm singers and movie stars aside, it always seems like, oh, that's stupid, like this and that, like, you know, I make fun of the Kardashians all the time. But if you look at, uh, I believe, was it? I think it's Kylie, the one that's a billionaire is the youngest one. Like, like that's fucking phenomenal. Like, here she was, probably, not that it matters, the least attractive, the least seen of them, and she's the richest one. She's been at it the least amount of time and has made the most of it. You know, and it, it, it's it's a hustle, you know, and people are like, and it, you can't say it's, oh, she's put herself out. Because I can tell you right now, if Kylie Jenner walked in this room, I wouldn't recognize her. 
No, not no. Kyle, the youngest daughters. The okay. two of them are Jenners. Okay. Kendall and Kylie are Bruce, okay. Caitlin. Yeah, but it's you know, and I think she's just an example. But so you know, you hear people demonize Warren Buffett, you know, and I always laugh when we had Bernie Sanders on here talking about. But and I was like, Bernie Sanders has done nothing but make millions of dollars in politics. He is the very people he's speaking out against. You know, he may want to do better, but he's still well, taking advantage of the system. It's the same way as civil rights. Yeah. Um, you take Martin Luther King, great man, great man. And what he did was right, and he did it the right way. And he, he, if he was alive, he would be totally ashamed of the way the other two do things today. Oh, I would agree, yeah. I mean, they're just, they're, they're risk beggars is what they are. I you mean, know, and I think... Great. It's just, a lot of it's just going to have to take, people are going to have to open their eyes and not, more people need to think for themselves. And I think until we do that, it's going to constantly be the blind leading the blind. And the people who think for themselves arguing with the people who don't with this hope or notion that maybe one day they will, but, you know, you can take a horse to the river, but you can't make a drink. So, you know, you just kind of hope for the best. But like I said, the way... The backlash started on this song versus what it has accomplished. Jason Aldean was actually here performing last night at Country Thunder, just down the road here in Wisconsin. He actually made the news. His little, he talked before he played the song, you know, and that was once again sticking up for what he said and his values, you know. And it, and I think that's awesome. You know, we need more people like that instead of someone who comes out, hey, your publicist hands you this paragraph, hey, go read this, fall on your own sword. Hope it goes away in a week and move on to the next thing. You know, and I joked with my wife today, the happiest person in the world about the Jason Aldean thing's got to be Miranda Lambert because she was getting thrown <laughs> under the bus for yelling at the, uh, the, the women taking selfies in front of her singing. And that all got swept under the rug by Jason Aldean. But, um, you know, that was just our quick little try this in a small town recap. Uh, Appreciate Dad joining me. Uh, we're going to drink some whiskey, and then probably, it's been a long day, probably go to bed and then get up tomorrow and drink some more whiskey. No, I'm just kidding. But um, as always, thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, follow us on social media. And I promise you there are more bourbon sessions coming. It's just schedules. Everyone's busy in the summer. I know I gave some dates. To, uh, tomorrow was supposed to actually be an episode, but... We decided to move it because not everyone was available, and we we have something kind of cool planned, and we just want to be able to do it the right way. But um, thank you, Dad, for oh, joining you're me. You're welcome. And um, we'll see you guys later. Later.